Good day and welcome to another episode of True Wisdom where Andrew and I uh, dig deep into God's Word, go through each uh, story and text that we can, and get the gems for us and for you, our listeners. Uh, welcome, Andrew. Welcome, Robert, and our guest. And so, each and every week, we talk about true wisdom, why we thought about it, why we do this, and, and why we study the way we do, why we try to find the Bible principles and share them. Um, take us back to some Bible examples of why true wisdom is so important. In Proverbs 10.21, we're told, The lips of the righteous feed many, but fools die for want of wisdom. So what we understand here, when you look at these passages, the parallel is that the righteous are wise, right? And that wisdom comes from the mouth of the righteous. So the lips of the righteous feed many, but fools, those who, are, who say a fool says in his heart, there is no God, so righteousness is not possible for a fool. So a fool dies for want of wisdom, which means that those who deny God lack wisdom. Right. Mm. Um, it's it's when you understand the principles of God's word, you can get so much stuff out of little texts because there's so much embodied in those texts. Okay, mm-hmm. our our main verse: give instruction to a wise man, and he will be yet wiser. Teach a just man, and he will increase in learning. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And the knowledge of the holy is understanding. Proverbs 9, 9, and 10. Quick note on that, by the way. In eternity, we're going to be constantly learning. So this says, give instruction to a wise man and he will be yet wiser. Like, there's no end to this. Mm -hmm. Right? It's going to be, it's so awesome. It is so incredibly awesome. Okay. We have a place that we need to go for our study once we pray. So, go ahead and start us off with prayer, and then lead us right into the lesson. Excellent. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the promise of wisdom. We invite your presence to be with us. Give us wisdom and understanding. Help us that we will rightly divide your words of truth. Help us that we will acquire true wisdom. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay. First Chronicles. Chapter 14. First Chronicles, chapter 14. And the title of this, Shall I Go Up? Why does this sound familiar? Mm-hmm. First Chronicles 14, we're going to start at verse 8. First Chronicles 14, verse 8. And when the Philistines heard that David was anointed king over all Israel... All the Philistines went up to seek David. And David heard of it and went out against them. Pause a second. (laughs) I I say it a lot in all of the podcasts that we do. I say it a lot. The Bible is so contextual. Normally, you would not phrase, um, if you said Bob went up to speak John, most times that would seem to be a benign engagement. Right. Uh, all the Philistines went up to seek David. But then the second sentence kind of clarifies it. David heard of it and went out against them. 
you have when you're reading the Bible, always get the context of the message that you have because the, the proper context allows you to interpret what happened and to interpret how to apply it appropriately. Right, right. Verse 9. And the Philistines came and spread themselves in the valley of Rephaim. And David inquired of God, saying, Shall I go up against the Philistines? And wilt thou deliver them into mine hand? And the Lord said unto him, Go up, for I will deliver them into thine hand. You know, that's interesting. We, we, we recently did an episode. What did we call it? Um, we recently did an episode where we talked about when people encounter trouble, what's the first thing they do? Ah, uh, yes. And I think this is why uh, Jesus said uh, David was a man after his own heart. It's because the first thing he did, yes, he was a man of war and so forth and so on, but he turned to his greatest strength. He went to God and said, shall I go up? He didn't even pray, give them into my hands. He said, should I do this? And if so, will you deliver them? Mm -hmm. So... Verse 11, so they came up to Baal Parazim, and David smote them there. And David said, God hath broken in upon mine enemies by mine hand, like the breaking forth of waters. Therefore, they call the place, the name of that place, Baal Parazim. Okay, pause a second. Mm-hmm. Um, this happens a lot in the Bible, right? <laughs> so there are. There, it, it happens a lot. When you're reading, you, you have to come at the Word of God and understand that you don't always get information in the order that the information actually exists. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have to get everything together and then lay it out. Sometimes it's like a jigsaw puzzle. You're given all the pieces, but you have to lay them out and be like, oh, it's a tree. Let me arrange this and see this tree that I've been given. Um, they came to Baal Perizim. They came to some place that would be later called Baal Perizim. Mm-hmm. David smote them there. David praises God and says, God has broken in upon my enemies by my hand. That's why they call the name of the place Baal Perizim. <laughs> right? mm-hmm. But if you don't see that last part, you would never, you would never know that's what it was. Um, and it's called Possessor of Breaches. So mm. he made a breach upon the worshippers of Baal. And that's why they called it. They named it a breach against the worshippers of Baal, like the breaking forth of water, like tide coming in, like a tsunami. Wow, ah, okay. Okay, so David is David is awesome because he checks beforehand, he assesses the situation, and he checks with the Lord what he should do. He's already got a reputation as this fierce warrior, and sometimes we don't see the the relation the right relationship because most people would say he's already an experienced warrior. Why would he do that? Uh, because that's how he became an experienced warrior. <laughs> exactly. You know, it, to to. You know, we don't often do this, but I, I want to, I think that this will resonate with a lot of people. If you've ever watched sports, 
especially team sports, there are plenty of times where a particular team in, in contest with a second team executes a particular game plan and they are greatly successful with it. And then suddenly they get to some point in the game and they decide we, this is good enough and we will just do some ad hoc things. And you say to yourself, why would you do that? The other thing was so successful. And, and that's not what David is doing here. David has been a successful man of war by the power of God. And he continues doing so. And that's how he maintained his success. Right. So verse 12, And when they had left their gods there, David gave a commandment, and they were burned with fire. Mm-hmm. And the Philistines yet again spread themselves abroad in the valley. Therefore David inquired again of God, and God said unto him, Go not up after them, turn away from them, and come upon them over against the mulberry trees. You see, <laughs> what you just said about the plan, changing the plan, I've lived mm-hmm. that. I've lived that, and especially you brought up sports. I've lived that when we made the decision to have a good comeback. The, you know, the coach made a good idea. We implemented that idea. It was working. And then once it worked, he said, okay, we can stop. And it's like, but the, the, the game's not over yet. It was working. Why are we stopping? David went back to his playbook. He found a play that mm-hmm. worked. What's the old adage? We'll keep doing it until they stop us. Yes. And he went, and now God told him to do something different. So if mm-hmm. he had just said, my victory was in what God told me to do, it mm-hmm. would have failed. No, his mm-hmm. victory was in going to God Talking and to God. asking yes. God what he wants him to do. And, and what you said there is very key, because oftentimes, we judge things on the result. This is a lot of the error that we have in understanding Bible doctrine and Bible precepts and examples stems from exactly what you said. We read in the Bible story that such and such was done, and we see that such and such result would happen, you know, occurred, and we shortcut that and we say, okay, doing that gets you that result. Right. No, no, no. Doing that led to that result at that time. Is there an underlying principle? David did not say, the same people are coming against me in exactly the same place as the last time. I will go out unto them. I will arise as at other times. Remember? Remember that guy? Mm-hmm. Right? That was, that was Samson's approach. Mm-hmm. The Philistines be upon thee, Samson. I will arise as at other times. But he knew not, the Bible says, that the Spirit of God had left him. And that was the key. The key wasn't the time he got up or the way he flexed. No. No, it wasn't even his hair. No. His hair was a symbol that the Spirit of God was with him. And when the hair went, the Spirit of God also departed because he had rejected God. I'm taking it for granted. Yep. All right. So, once again, verse 14. Ah, oh, yes. Once again, verse 14. Therefore, God, David inquired again of God, and God said to him, Go not up after them, turn away from them, 
and come upon them over against the mulberry trees. And it shall be when thou shalt hear a song of going in the tops of the mulberry trees. Excuse me. And it shall be when thou shalt hear a sound of going in the tops of the mulberry trees, that then thou shalt go out to battle. For God is gone forth before thee to smite the host of the Philistines. David therefore did as God commanded him, and they smote the host of the Philistines from Gibeon even to Gezer. And the fame of David went out into all the lands, and the Lord brought the fear of him upon all nations. Isn't that awesome? And think about it. David knows he's following God into battle, but God is letting everybody else know that David is torching up the place. Yeah, well, David also proclaimed it was God. You see, this is, yes. this is a relationship. God, what should I do? Do this, and you'll be victorious. I was victorious because of God. <laughs> Look at my servant. Don't mess with him. It's, it's reciprocal. If, if David doesn't yeah. take that first stance, everything falls apart. If he doesn't take the second stance of giving God, of listening, All everything falls mm-hmm. apart. If he doesn't take the stance of giving God the glory and honor for it, it falls apart. So mm-hmm. instead of looking to see, I mean, it, that really is so straightforward. Um, yep. My wife always talks about a time she went into a grocery store and she wanted a bag of chips and she prayed over the bag of chips. And my kids, my kids would always laugh. Why, why would she pray over the bag? Of, it was a great bag of chips. There, we all know there have been times you pick up a bag of chips, and Chris, for mm-hmm. those of you in England, and it's, it doesn't taste good. So she prayed over it. What's the problem with that? What is so wrong with saying, Lord? I mean, there's often times where um, we ask, Lord, I'm going to work. What should I wear? And sometimes you don't hear anything. And so what that just means is, okay, today it's not crucial, but you still ask. You mm-hmm. see how God's answer changed from, yeah, go up, I'll give them to you, or no, go around, and I'll give them to you. Mm-hmm. But you still have to ask, and there's yes, no harm. There's only good that can come from asking. Absolutely. This, this is one of my favorite stories because it shows how involved David was. I mean, listen, God tells him, no, no, no. I'm going to take care of these guys this time. <laughs> mm-hmm. you, you, you come and fight. If you're gonna, once you hear me go out and fight, when you hear this sound, then you'll know. And it, and it will be a certain sound, right? Because we already told. If it's not a certain sound, how will people know when to come to battle? Like these, This is what I talk about. You have to pull these principles in. This wasn't some random sound. When he said, when thou shalt hear a sound go, of going, in the tops of the mulberry trees, then thou shalt go out to battle. God is going to initiate a certain sound. It's not going to do some arbitrary, ambiguous sound because the principle would be violated. Mm-hmm. Okay? And the Lord fought for him. And notice that although it said in the first battle that he defeated them, right? It came to... to Baal Perazim and David smote them there. But then when the second battle comes and they smote the host of the Philistines from Gibeon even to Gazer, <laughs> that was an ongoing smiting. 
Mm-hmm. And the fame of David went out into all land. So that is the key. That honestly is the key. Um, Even when the Lord has been with us, we, can, we, we need to look at the past. This, this is what's important for me. This is the lesson that I pull out from this story. When we look back on the past, we're not looking back for the formula of how to proceed. We're looking back for the principle of how to proceed. We need to get out of formulas and, and settle on principles because principles, you understand the principles may be adapted to the circumstance you're in. You have to look at what happened then and what's happening now and how they match. Okay? When you look for the formula, you're too prone to do what you see a lot of players and stuff do since we've had a sports analogy already, where people have their little lucky this and their lucky so-and-so, and they make their specific gesture every time they come up to do X, Y, or Z. It's totally ritualistic, right? Mm. God is not asking for us to enter into a ritualistic thing. He's saying, consult with me. I'm here for you. I'm here to protect you. Consult with me, and I'll tell you in the way that you should go. David consulted with the Lord. And, the, and David, the other thing I like about David is David doesn't take anything for granted, right? Because there's an earlier battle in the time of the judges where the children of Israel went against Benjamin. And they asked if they should go up. And three times they were told, sure. And they went up and lost the first one. They went up and lost the second one. They went up the third time. The Lord said, go up and you will defeat. Mm-hmm. Right? David, David cut that stuff short. It's like, shall I go up? And will, will you deliver them? Like, I need to understand these things up front. And the Lord says, yep, go up, and you will, and you will be, um, and you will win the battle. They will be delivered. And then after that, he doesn't fall back on same people, same place, let me go again. He falls back on same conversation, let me have it again. Mm. Right? Because that was the principle. The principle was, I spoke to the Lord. And so he went back and spoke to the Lord, and the Lord says, nope, this time, don't go that way. Go back this way. I want you to set an ambush. I'm going to go this way, and you will come from this other side after you hear this. That's a good point. So I have two quick questions then. Um, The one is, we admit we should inquire of the Lord all the time. But what's the Bible mm-hmm. principle surrounding when you don't hear anything? See, sometimes some of us get um, trapped. When we don't hear anything, we don't move. And right. then we become complaints. Well, the Lord didn't tell me, so I'm not doing anything. Right. So what do we do when we don't hear anything from the Lord? And question number two is, um, what do we do when... We'll come to question number two. Let, let's deal with question number one quick. Okay. So question number one, very quickly, when you don't hear from the Lord, there are two things that you need to consider. One, that the Lord has already said what needs to happen, meaning it's in his word, right? So if you pray, Lord, shall I, shall I rob this bank? Don't expect to hear an answer because you've already been told in the word of God that that's not something you should be doing, Okay. So you may be not getting an answer because the thing that, that you've already gotten an answer, okay? The other thing could be, as in the case of King Saul, that there's a blockage between you and God. Mm-hmm. So rather than seek, Lord, answer me, answer me, ask the question that will always get answered. 
is there anything between me and you, Lord? Am I, is there some sin that I'm unaware of? Have I failed to do something that you asked of me? Because God is not going to let you sit blind on those. Mm-hmm. Okay? Those are the two. That's how I would answer that. Start from the position of you already know the answer. It's somewhere that you have access to, or there's a blockage between you and the Lord. Inquire about that so that you can move forward. Right, 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 right. Okay. Okay. The second question was more to um, how does this relay to the prosperity preaching? Because we mentioned that um, it's not about the formula. It's not about following these specific steps. Um, Mm. How does that speak to be like Job because these are the steps Job took. Be like Abraham mm-hmm. because of these steps Abraham took. Um, what mm-hmm. advice do we take in regard to that type of preaching that God wants you to be prosperous if you just follow these steps? Okay, be like Jesus, and then what? <laughs> Different kind of prosperity. Yes, and here's the thing: there are people. The people that we see, the people that we typically quote, your Abrahams, your, your, um, your Abrahams, your Jobs, and so forth, um, they, they didn't, prosperity didn't hurt them. Solomon, we could make an argument if we went long that there were some aspects of prosperity that hurt him and certainly hurt his son, as we did in a previous podcast. Um, think about this, right? Think about this. Okay. Let's assume that, that that methodology works. Let me look at everything about Abraham and, and get the, the prosperity of Abraham. Let me look at everything like at Job and get the prosperity of Job. Are you okay with the persecution of Job? Mm. Can you deal with the affliction of Job? Can you deal with the, with, the, with the test given to Abraham? Because if you can't take your son, your only son, and offer him up, and you can't sit there and have everything you own be taken from you, have your wife turn on you, and have your three friends berate you for some period of time, maybe it's not the, prosper- the prosperity of Job that you really need to be concerned about. Mm. Very true. Right? Because we don't look at the Bible holistically. We look at it for the part. We look at the formula that gets us the the result we want, and we fail to look at everything that comes accompanying with that. Right. That's very true. Right? Remember, remember when, and, and here's, the, here's the New Testament example. Remember when James and John come, and they want to be seated at his right hand and his left hand? Right. What did Jesus and he say? says, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, you, you want that? That's not mine to give, but are you prepared to endure what I'm going to endure? to be where I'm going to be. Hmm. That is, that is the truth of it. That is the very truth of it. All right. And once again, you named this, shall I go up? Mm -hmm. Okay. Let me close out with, Oh, actually I prayed to open. So you get to pray to close. Actually, I prayed to open. Then I get to pray to close. Dear Lord, we thank you for this opportunity to study your word and really to come before you with, with all of our needs. Uh, small or great, the, the truth is it's a relationship. Uh, 
And so most, if not all, effective relationships require constant communication. We don't want this to just be the attempt to be a genie in the bottle. When I need something, I come to you. But if I, we are in close communication, then I already know the way you want me to go. Uh, and you already know my needs. So please be with us to reach for that relationship and so that you can direct us in everything that we do. We pray not just for us doing these lessons, but for those listening, and that all will be blessed. Amen. 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 So, Andrew, um, what sort of, uh, what are other ways we can get to your various podcasts outside of True Wisdom? Right. So, the Rightly Divide the Word of Truth podcast can be found at biblestudy.asbzone.com. That will show you all of the podcast platforms that can be reached on, which are pretty much the same podcast platforms as True Wisdom. And we cover the, the Sabbath School lesson study as well as other devotionals, right? Different format than this because it's not a discussion format, but uh, we go in deep on some of the issues uh, and some of the topics that are covered here as well as other topics. Excellent, excellent. And if you want to get more information on True Wisdom, you could visit us at truewisdom.buzzsprout.com. Write to us at truewisdom at spaceage-llc.com or reach us on Twitter, truewisdom underscore pod. We thank you for listening and we pray you will be blessed.